0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Transformation Gold podcast. I'm your hostess, Nicole DeVincentes, and we are coming to you with a little bit of a contrast to the energy and the vibe that was on yesterday's podcast. So I want to come completely clean and make it very clear that as a coach, I am also a person and I find it (laughs) a full-time job to work on myself and make sure that to the very best of my ability, my walk and my talk are seamless. And for those of you who are new on this podcast, welcome to you. It's awesome to have you. And for every other one of our loyal listeners, I appreciate you being here. The goal of this podcast is to shorten the time period between what we call idea inception and execution. So the, the time between there's an idea This is something I want to do. This is a need that I see, you know, it has to be filled, etc, etc. And bam, I'm already in action. So that's, that's the delay in success, if you would, in any area or goal attainment, goal accomplishment. It's to, it's to narrow that window so that by the time, you know, everybody else is thinking about what they kind of, sort of, should have really been doing, you're already up in action executing and probably developing a plan, but you're, you're executing on a, a plan as well. And today's topic we're going to be talking about, it's never too late to course correct. That's ultimately the message, Okay but it's gonna default back to, to one of our tactics and strategies in, we call it triage your position. And what that means is wherever you are, okay, in your life, whether this is personal or professional, it's essential for you to be able to, what we call triage your position and recognize where you are As it pertains to your goals are you moving closer towards your goals or are you moving farther away from your goals does that make sense so triage it's just like it's a very um, definition of it it's a very unemotional process and it's rapid fire it's quick intake of information so that you can make a very neutral decision based on real facts and what ultimately your mission is, okay? So that's that's our goal on this podcast here is to assist you in making that mental transition into the person you need to become in order to be able to do that and not turn into this mind-webbed, pulled down, now I'm like petrified to do anything sort of a person, it's actually quite empowering because now you're able to quickly look at the situation like from a bird's eye view and say, yes, farther away, closer to, or not moving as fast as I ultimately want to. So it really, it's, it's that ace up your sleeve once you gain mastery over that skill and how to move forward in a more expeditious fashion. So, and it saves you a lot of wasted time, wasted energy, and probably a, a boatload of conflict in the meantime. So here's what's up. So we're talking, you know, today, it's never too late to course correct. And if you listened to some of the past podcasts, I always re-listen to the podcast for a number of reasons. Number one, I'm always a student and I, I like being the student and I like knowing for me, as a coach, as a woman, as a business owner, whomever or however I am, is looking at my past performance. And I tell you, I, I pick it apart. I am my worst critic all the time, my harshest critic at all times. But more importantly, I, I feel a very large sense of responsibility being on a podcast. It's, it's a very new space for me. It's not like I have a bazillion listeners, excuse me, but the point of the matter is, is that I believe in the law of cumulative effect and the little things that you do on a daily basis, they build over time. And it is my full blown expectation that the podcast is only one platform in which our message is going to be delivered. Okay, and when you're delivering it out to the universe, which is what happens on podcast or internet, social media, blah 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 blah, it's my commitment and the expectation that I have of myself as a person, much less a business owner, that I'm delivering truth. And I want to ensure that people who are very influential when they're reading our stuff or listening to our information or you know the content that we bring that there's not a heavy amount of bias and I quite honestly like I'm learning my voice and as I'm bringing up examples on how to you know bridge you know like a concept that we talk about and and assist you in that mental transfer like how do you apply that concept to your life based on the only things that I know are some of my past life experiences and this it's a weird time because what i what i found in listening to this podcast yesterday you know i want, i i read for energy i read for content i read for am i speaking clearly like i'm looking at this under like a fine tooth comb and it is i knew it while i was doing it but what i have been hearing is a lot of like swear words which i thought I was pretty seamless in in moving past, and and now hold up, and don't, this is not like meant to be like, oh, Miss Polly Perfect sort of a podcast, that's not what I'm saying, for myself and the standard that I have of where I want to go as a woman, not what the culture does, and it's not. It's based on, you know, God's expectations, but it's really, it's, it's inert in me. The, the caliber of woman that I want to be is not the, the brassy woman with a mouth like a truck driver. And I was listening to these podcasts and holy, holy cannoli, <laughs> like there's F-bombs being dropped all over the place and I can't quite explain what the heck was even going on other than the fact I, I know that for the past couple weeks, I have seriously, I have, I know that I've been swearing more than usual and I, I don't like that. And after listening to the podcast yesterday, it wasn't just the words, it was the energy behind it that I want to, even when I'm speaking about a passionate topic, I want to keep my, myself clean because I feel very responsible for the people who were grooming and I want to be setting, this is my own personal standard, I want to be setting a good example for my nieces and my nephews and for, you know, young kids, whoever they are, but also for my peers. And so I'm here coming clean today to say, number one, I apologize for stepping out of what I have stated as the expectation for myself, stepped way out of line in my own personal integrity. And I want to be very honest with you and, you know, put that on the podcast in front of how many ever people are listening, that I'm well aware of my humanity and it's never too late to course correct. Okay, so here's what you need to know. Here's the lesson and this is how we move forward. Part of what made me realize this. So I was listening to it. But after I listened to this podcast and a few of the other ones, it was like, and this happened last night. So I I did the podcast in the morning, you know, worked out, went about the day, blah, blah, blah. I was driving into my part-time job and all of a sudden it was like, I couldn't tell if it was God who was tapping me on my shoulder or what but it was like i couldn't rest with myself and i was really struggling and really wrestling with the fact that god girl like you're swearing so much and i have to tell you like i'll be first to tell you like it feels freaking great to just like let loose be completely raw be completely who you are and just you know let loose and get the idea out i've That's the honest to God truth. That's how I felt when I was delivering the podcast or whatnot. But it was really playing on me as I went into work. So on Wednesdays, I work at Creighton Burial part-time. And I got to tell you, I love the place even more. I love the people that I work with. They are like the best people. And you can feel an energetic shift when you walk into that building when you're around these people. Like it's, it feels so much like home like it's it's just it's peaceful in there and who knew <laughs> so I'm so grateful to have that job so on Wednesdays we get our stock truck in so you know we're, we weren't really busy and I was putting stuff away and I realized that I had gone the whole entire day without even talking to God and I said you know what i um, I'm struggling with this. I'm not sure. Are you tapping me on the shoulder, or am I just replaying this over inside of my head? And this is, you know, maybe the devil trying to like keep me stuck or whatnot. So there's like distinct this, this, a distinction between is God talking to you, or is the devil trying to toy with you and keep you confused and angry and and all these other things? So this is what I know. God's teachings are always clear. So. When I look back at, okay, where have I been doing the pod? Like, I always try to discover the source. Long story short, I always try to discover the source. What is causing me to actually do this and not spend a lot of time to do it? I want to do it quickly. My background, (laughs) I come from emergency medical world. We don't like to spend 12 hours trying to figure out what the cause of the problem is. We're very like now results individuals. And I know that completely has shaped me into the person that I am. So, I mean, when it comes to like the big things, we need to know, are you dying right now? You know, what is your problem like right now? And so I wanted to be very quick about triaging, like what's causing not just the words, but that energetic, it's like, I guess an anger behind it or something like that, It's or a pride behind it. And I'm telling you, my brain was like a Rolodex. It was flipping back through all the times in my life where having being mouthy like that has completely taken me farther away from my goals. And it started, it made me think about, okay, last time I was hanging around my old crew and I want to be honest. My old crew, the people who have been in my life for the past 20-something years, the people who have taught me my skills as a professional in the nursing industry, I would never change any of that for the world. It's a very rough environment, and I will tell you, you become your social orbit, and when you're around individuals who swear all the time, and I'm not saying this like I'm better than them or anything else like that. I'm telling you, I know the woman that I want to become. And when I'm in that environment, I quickly drop to that level of communication, which is very raw. And it's very, I I can't even explain it. It's its own beast. I'm not going to justify it at all. I'm just going to call attention to the fact that, you know what, typically when you're in emergency settings like that, very, very high pressure, you're dealing with individuals, who do not, the patients or their families don't have a high level of emotional quotient. You you become the social orbit and you, you don't even realize sometimes how insidious the changes can happen with inside of you until you realize the changes happen inside of you or somebody points it out. And I can't tell you how many of the people that I worked with and myself included, the significant other has always pointed out the fact that you're super hard right now and that may or may not be with foul language but they point out how you're being like your your underlying vibe and it's caused massive relationship breakdown in so many of my peers and myself as well I remember a guy that I was dating when I was working uh, <laughs> more than overtime uh, in a bunch of different emergency rooms across the Chicagoland area, I remember he said to me, "He was, I hate you like this," and those words have always stuck with me because my goal is to have a family and not have it be tarnished by that that simmering of of anger or just that bad energy underneath it I don't I want my household clear of that I want my life clear of that and I view life as a training ground for you and I believe that there's chapters to your life and you know, there's pages within a book and you turn the page or you start a new chapter and I also believe there's times when you begin a new book and for anybody who has ever started a new following a major transition, whether this is you're coming out of a divorce, you're coming out of a major illness or traumatic injury, or um, the death or loss of a loved one, or you maybe you started your whole entire life over. It was a career change. You move from, you know, working into retirement. You're moving from full-time parenthood and now your your children have, you know, flown the nest and then you're what they call the empty nester. And there's these major transition points. I firmly believe that those are new books. You pull on the on the history and the lessons that you've learned from the past, but you're not continuing the book. It's a new one. It may be a different sequel. It may be a whole brand new title. I don't know what your position is, but I can say for myself that's what I did. That was the choice that I made. And so when you're finished with the previous book, you don't go back to it. You close it, and that's the end of it. And you put it up on the shelf, and you can glance at the binder from time to time, and you know, maybe even. There's times when you go into the book and you just kind of like scan through the pages and you're like, oh yeah, I remember why I like this book so incredibly much. And I, I view that that's how your life is, where you move on to the new book and you you pull from the references and the resources that you had in the training ground from the previous life, quote unquote, that you had before, but this new book that you're writing, you you have the pen in your hand and this time around you have more life experience which usually means you have more wisdom as long as you're paying attention to it when you truly start over with intentionality not in the victim mode like well this happened to me and i'm just kind of like muddling through no when you have reconciled and made peace with that previous book, if you would, the previous, you know, quote-unquote life, if you would, and you are starting anew, it's a, it's a different level. And there's a quote that everybody says, every next level requires a different version of you. And I firmly believe that where I came from was the training ground to get me where I am, which I'll be totally honest, it's... Like the, it's the infancy stage of what, what for me is a whole new entire life. My, my financial situation changed, my household changed, my work has changed, where I work out has changed, my social circle has changed. Every single thing about my life has changed progressively over, you know, a few, a few years. And really the only constancy that I've ever had amidst, you know, terrible times of change or grand times of change has like been my car. Like, so it's weird when you, when you realize this, but what I'm saying is the next book is you're allowed. And I, I recommend listing out, like making it, writing the book as you would writing a business plan where you have a vision. your life you have a mission okay and you can you can even break this down further you can have the book and you can have different segments you can have personal and you can have professional and what I'm gonna tell you is that when you get those two the personal and professional life who you are inside in your heart your character qualities and how you emanate like radiate towards the world when those two become like parallel great things happen but it's the challenge of, of battling your humanity if you would that if you hang around and I, I sometimes for some people it's the wrong group of people if you if you have addiction and let's say you've gone through recovery and now you start hanging out with the people from your past that's like putting a crackhead in a crack house right? I mean, like the temptation is there. It's it's one foot on the banana peel and you are going to be going down a slippery slope really quickly, which is why you have to have that tactic and that strategy and the habit to triage your position. And then ultimately what we call course correct, because it's never too late to course correct. And so what I'm saying is that after listening to that podcast last night, or during the day, I was really bothered by the fact that it seemed like I was regressing into my previous book, my previous life, and I didn't like that. So anyway, so I'm at work, and I say these prayers, you know, God, I need, if you could just speak a little bit louder, I'm not sure, it seems like I'm connecting with people when I'm using this kind of language, and it seems like it feels like my true self is is coming out, is this really me? But this is really not the person that I wanna be. And it was, I mean, it was like playing on me something rough. So this lady comes in last night and she was looking for, I don't know, some gift off of like a a bridal registry. So I show her where the thing is. And you know, I don't like to stalk the the shoppers. (laughs) Unless they know exactly, you know, what they want. And they need my assistance right away. They like to look around the store. And it's like gorgeous inside of there. And I mean, heck, we love to look around at stuff too. So I'm watching her from across the the store. And I see her face. And there was like, clearly, there was something going on with this woman. And I'm going to tell you something. It's partially a gift, all right, that I was given this gift to read people and basically interpret their energy. And I didn't know how to... How to actually do it in a in a concrete way until like the past couple years but I mean you can look at somebody and you're like the sides of her mouth are super super tight like something isn't right with this lady so I kind of stroll over there and they say is there something that I can help you with and she looks at me and it was if you've ever spoken with a woman who was in a state of desperation, like you could, like she's struggling with something super hard. And she looked at me right in the eye she said, I, I need for you to listen to my position. And I said, okay. So she was telling me about how she's going to this shower and she had already purchased a, um, a very pricey, Piece of China for this bride, and she's like, "You know, I'm surprised. You know, nobody registers for China anymore, and this girl did. And I'm going to the shower, and and now I'm I'm concerned that I'm going to be showing up with this one item, and it's not going to be enough. And everybody's going to be talking about me, and you know, it's just weird. I wanted to get her something else, but the fact that she." has china on her registry is so weird now i don't even know what to get her and i'm looking at her registry and nothing fits like the theme of the i mean she was clearly like distressed and so gentlemen i just want you to know a lot of times this is how the mind of a woman works and that's why we rely on you we rely on your your gentleman your how your brain is structured it's strength it's very linear and we rely on that anchoring to get us out of the crazy sometimes, <laughs> because, you know, we'll go off on these things and, you, and you're and you worried about this one, what this one thinks and what that one thinks and blah, 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 blah. And ladies, tell me, I mean, for real, that happens to you too, right? Like, maybe I should buy more and I've already spent $300 and, and then you end up getting yourself in a financial situation because you're concerned about other people's interpretation of you, right? Right. So I look at this lady and I said, after she, I let her speak and I I looked at her right in the eye and I said to her, okay, first of all, you just can't give a shit. And I knew from the moment that after I said that connection with her eyes, like all of a sudden that pent up aggravation was starting to come out. And I said one other thing. I said, right now I'm giving you permission to not give a shit. And you know when you have somebody who's super super stressed and like their chest is like they breathe through the upper part of their of their lungs of their chest and so their chest is like inflated and like how they hold themselves Uh, pay attention to this kind of stuff you can tell when they're stressed out without even talking to them well after I said that like she literally exhaled she just she said thank you I said okay now let's get to work. Okay. (laughs) So we go through, we find a few odds and ends, you know, we get her all situated. We, you know, come up with a plan on how she's going to, you know, present this stuff and, you know, give her our box and all these things. So as I'm, you know, tidying up the, the, the few little extra gifts that she wanted to get this bride, we got to talking and I can't remember exactly how we were talking about, Oh, I, I, we were talking about the fact that this girl had registered for China. And I said, how old is this girl? She said, she's in her twenties. She's like 25. I said, you know what I'm going to tell you? I said, this is what I've learned working. I've, I've only been in the store for a year. What I've learned is the 20 year olds come here and they register with their mom. And then the, this customer, she's like, oh my gosh, yeah. I said, so really what then happens? I said, the bride and the the groom, they come back the next day and they usually change their registry without the mother, without the mothercraft being there. I said, maybe she didn't do that. She, I, and she said, well, I don't know this girl well enough. And so we were chuckling about this. And then she said, you know what, thank you, though. She said, you really, really helped me. So now, the fact that I had used a swear word in communicating with her, and I said to her, I said, you know what, I said, "I, I don't go around telling all of my customers that. I said, but I have this gift where I can sense the best language to use. And she said well no you hit it straight on the head and and she said you know it just turns out and i said but i don't want to be that woman anymore and she said well she said it doesn't bother me she said because f is actually my favorite word and i laughed i said you know what i get it and she goes because you can use it it's got so many uses i said i agree i said but i don't want to be that woman so you know the conversation's kind of continuing and you know we weren't busy so you have these we have like the best customers there. They're just, they're awesome. Like you can just, you get to know them and they become part of the family when they're, it's like, it's like a giant house is what it really is. Like this beautiful giant house. And so she said, okay, so you've been here for a year. She said, and be before then I said, well, actually I I come from a nursing background and you know, I'm, I started over she said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm building a coaching business. And she said, life coaching. I said, that's part of it. Yes she said, that's perfect for you. And so suddenly I found that my mental duress and my stress levels that I had about wrestling with the fact that I've been swearing so much and this and that and the other thing was gone because God speaks to you clearly. He doesn't He doesn't drag, he'll expose a source to you. He'll expose the problem to you. It's called convicting your heart. And you'll usually have some guilt left with it, but he does not. Guilt you to the point where you can't go on with your life, or you're in that mental tailspin like this woman was when she got in there, or like I was leading up to that point of, like, oh my God, I'm swearing, and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't do that. God speaks to you clearly, and it's so clear that there's really nothing else that needs to be said after it. It's peace afterwards. And that's how I felt after speaking with this woman so it helped me to triage my position and I was actively speaking to her that that is not the woman that I want to become that's not the person who I want to be and I said to her you know what I have this gift you know working from a nursing background where I I know how to connect with people and she said well I just she said it it helped me (laughs) so I was like okay um, I don't, it still is not where I want to be walking in the direction, but as she left, you know, she gave me a hug when she walked out the door, and she said, I was very blessed to come in here tonight, and God is so gracious, and he's so (laughs) merciful, and I think until you really know, I don't think I know, until you really understand the magnitude of his love, and how he does... Heart, we call it heart, H-E-A-R-T, heart work within you. That, yes, you have that cerebral ability to triage your position and electively, voluntarily, and intentionally course correct. God is, he's like the backbone of that. He, He will give you the message, and then he expects, based on your past training, your past teaching your life experiences and where you want to be directing yourself, that then you will put yourself back in the driver's seat and make the appropriate course corrections. Does that make sense? It's not like there's this lightning bolt that comes out of the sky where he's like, "I I mean, maybe he did like in the times of Moses and all these things, but at least where I've experienced him, he's not done that like I'm here (laughs) he's there for me he's he's quiet in a way um, but he's he has a lot of strength that he he will speak to you in the language that you need to hear and he will do so via people and so all i can say is that when it comes to the podcasting i'm going to work on myself to improve the the quality of the language that i use and i really don't know how i'm going to be navigating in terms of how i coach individuals i going this is what this is my plan okay so i'm course correcting here this is my plan because i'm in a state of complete uncertainty that i know i completely know that sometimes this is going to come out really bad i don't know how else to say this but sometimes you have to deal with animals as animals and then you deal with other like you have to be in one way on people's level or at least make how about this make the point of connection at their level so that you can then reveal to them the next steps upwards and i know that based on history and training where I came from, that when stress is high, short of slapping people across the face like they do in movies or on TV, there's you have to somehow get their attention. And so I don't know where, how, I don't know how I'm gonna be changing this. I, I trust that God is going to change my heart If that's the next step and so whenever I get into these states of you know what I'm I'm not certain about how I'm going to make this leap from here to here what I do know is that the strategy of getting quieter works for me and what I mean by that is when I'm trying to listen to I'm trying to listen to my heart, and in my heart is God, okay? That's that's how I believe it. Like, he's in your heart, and then he radiates outwards from you that when I'm trying to listen to that... It's hard to do it when you have a lot of extraneous noise and it can be noise in terms of white noise, like in the background, it can be noise in terms of like obvious, like noise pollution. It can be noise in terms of your, your, I guess, um, what would I, not home life, but, um, like your basic needs, like you have instability in your basic needs or, you have a lot of noisy internal dialogue, okay? When those things, any one or a combination of all of them, when they're present, it's very, very, very hard to hear your heart, which means it's hard to hear God because what your insides are actually screaming for is for you to settle yourself and stabilize yourself. So for me, what I tend to do during those times is I tend to become more quiet and I eliminate background noise. I eliminate uh, certain radio stations. I eliminate time that I spend just on electronics in general, but also social media. I eliminate um, anything. Thing that's going to distract me from my ultimate mission so that I can refocus and realign myself and be marching in a very powerful way, not, a, um, what's the word I was going to say, dictatorial. I'm not sure if that's a word or not, but not in a prideful way, not in a condemning way, not in a, a way that is exclusionary to, to people but in a way where you're confident in the steps that you're making and even when the course corrections that you're doing are against the grain, you can be 100% certain that you are, your, your compass is set to your due north. Does that make sense? And then it's very easy. No matter how much conflict or uncertainty is in front of you, you don't have to look very far. You don't have to forecast what you're going to be doing outside of this next 24. Oftentimes, your job is to be present in that moment. And when God is ready to reveal to you the next thing, the curtain will go up. And you'll be able to see it. But until then, you've got work right here to do. Something within you is not right, and you've got to do some hard work. So that's where I am. Like the games of shoots and ladders. Like I thought that I was going to be shooting up to the top, and you know, something convicted my heart, and it's like stepping on that one slide that takes you all the way back down to the bottom. Okay, let's try it again this time. Only this time, and this is God talking to me, this is what I believe. This time do it my way. Okay <laughs> you're like Bambi on the ice like your little legs kick out from underneath you and you give it another go and that's all that I can tell you. So my commitment to you as your coach is is to be as transparent as I can and and tell you number one, I am. The farthest thing from a perfect, a perfect human being. Oh my God, literally. Um, but when we talk about leadership, because a lot of the, the work and training that we do applies to leadership, is your ability and willingness to come clean is going to raise your level of respect from your people and not not everybody needs to know all your dirty laundry so please do use some discretion with what you're coming clean on but when it comes to let's say in the professional sphere the values of your company and you step out of line with them it's like if you're a parent and you tell your kid not to do something and then all you turn around and all of a sudden you go and do it the kids are like well what the heck You just told me not to and here you are doing it. It's the same thing when you're leading a group or an organization or your business or your staff or a team or whomever is you can come clean and say, you know what? I totally messed up over here. And you will find when that becomes part of your your methods of operation. What happens then is it creates a very clean place for your relationships to take place in because the people who you are influencing, they realize like, okay, this person who I work under or my coach or whoever I'm, I'm striving to be like or, or taking you know their coaching from, they make mistakes too. And if they're able to admit it, and do the work to course correct, that sh- that's a normal part of their operating system and your people just by default will start to do the exact same thing. And you will find that you will actually have a stronger core, your inner circle, that's, the, that's when you do that, that's the caliber of individual that you will attract into your, into your world even though you may not be where you want to be yet the mere fact that you have that as part of your operating system attracts that type of a person who's willing to do the same thing now you could live in complete peace and harmony because you have and i want to make a distinction here Somebody who, honest to God, has a repentant heart when they screw up. Not somebody who's just like, oh, yeah, well, I messed up. Let's just move forward. And there's there's no, there's no true heartfelt, um, what's the word? It's not a heartfelt apology or, or reveal. Does that make sense? Like they're just saying it just to, to avoid the conflict aspect of it. You know, conflict resolution is a big thing. Interpersonally, you know, even interpersonally with your own self, it's very simple with God. I I think where people get, at least for myself, where I got screwed up in the past was I only knew conflict resolution from the very, very, very small view that I had of people based on my experiences that a lot of the individuals that I was around did not. I don't think that they, this, I think it was a case of sheer ignorance um, because you're taught about forgiveness. It's really not something that's second nature to humans, but nobody practiced forgiveness. There was a lot of pent-up resentment. There was a lot of, if I go and apologize, I'm going to have to basically rip out my eyeballs and you know, give uh, my whole entire life and it's still not going to be good enough and I'm never going to be able to make it up to this person and they're going to hold it over my head and there's, there's all those dysfunctional sorts of behaviors which come in when there's, you know, feelings which are hurt and, you know, things that go bad and, and you have, you know, consequences to what's going on and somebody has to be the leader. Somebody has to, to learn what does true forgiveness mean what does ad- admission of fault or I- I guilt, of fault more so? And when you're willing to do that, your your willingness and wantingness to get it out in the open, that's a decision that actually comes from a place of peace and power. It's not coming from a place of fear. A place of fear is... Oh, gosh, now I'm going to have to, like, see, you know, I'm going to have to, like, donate my left kidney over here in order to, like, make it up to this person. And now I, I just don't want to even really talk about this because they're going to hold it over my head. And this is going to be you hear what I'm saying? Like, it puts you into that crazy space of guilt and shame. And that's low-level energetic frequency. For my advanced, my advanced coaches, that's low-level energy. You always want to be making decisions from a place of peace and power, not from pride and ego, from peace and power. And the only way to really do that is to silence that noise and get very clear on a few things. What are your goals? Are you moving closer to farther away? What are the distractions? Do you have something that's really distracting you that you can't hear yourself? You always know what the right path is. I believe that most people honest to God have some semblance of the difference between right and wrong and it's very easy to get swayed out of that based on your environment based on the people that you're around and it's up to you as you progress and especially as you have a new book that you're writing for yourself is to be very selective about the people that you want in there the information that you're around or music, like just, you know, the data that you are around and the beliefs that you choose to put into this book and the value system that you choose to put into this book. And because of what you want the end, the end result to be. Does that make sense? And so as you're marching through those things, okay, your challenge is, it's not even so much of a challenge. It's, Here's a simple way to solve this problem is to get quiet, okay? Shut off the noise. I know a lot of my coaching clients always say I, I, this is a busy time of year and I'm always talking to them about um, time on electronics. A lot of you know my clients, we do communications via email and stuff anyway, but they're, they're heavily on them and I'm always pulling them off because it creates it highlights addiction centers inside of your brain and even though you may not feel that it interrupts with your sleep cycles it actually it keeps your what we call your autonomic nervous system on high alert if you will when you're on these electronics and so you have to allow this is physiologic uh principle here you have to allow your receptors to clear from adrenaline which you get from looking at electronics. And so there's going to be, you know, a tactic and a strategy right there is, is pull yourself off of your screen time, quiet the electronics, make sure that, you know, you're curating your environment. I just put something up on Instagram. Um, Today, we're in October right now. So if this you're listening to it at a later time, it's, is this, oh, no, today's November, November 1st. Um, I had put something up on Instagram. It was burnout prevention strategies for the entrepreneur, but they apply to everybody. And when you implement those things, you know, it's drink water. It's, you know, say your thank you prayers. It's curate your environment so that you can have that calm and that mental tranquility and, you know, come off of your electronics, have a bedtime ritual to help ease yourself into a restful state. That's... Those are the how-to steps of how to silence that background noise that keeps you from aligning yourself with the person that you really are, the great person that you really are, not the person who was damaged or contaminated or influenced by other people, who you truly are inside, your own instrumentation. Does that make sense? So if you're up on Instagram, go ahead and click through. I, I, put, I post it on there periodically. So it's at figurechick911 um, is how you find my account on Instagram. And uh, you're going to find also I try to give you as much value on that account as I can to keep you congruent. Because I know in a world where there's a lot of noise, it can be very hard to, to find a community of people who have the same value system as you. And I view my social media accounts as one of those places where you can come as a safe harbor, if you will, and be encouraged or be corrected or be educated or be inspired or be challenged or even be humored. And you are going to see, as you march through there, you'll see my humanity coming out. It's not meant to be an account of perfection. It's an account of me demonstrating for you walking through life. And when you make mistakes or when you're veering off course, it's never, ever, ever too late to course correct. Never. So long as you have breath in your nostril, it's never too late to course correct. I guarantee you. So again, this is Nicole DeVincentis and the Transformation Gold Podcast. I thank you from the bottom of my sunshine, joy-filled, convicted, course-corrected heart (laughs) for being on this podcast today. If you know of anybody who could benefit, from this podcast. I don't pay for followers. I don't charge um, for listening. Everything that we do here is free and we're, we're growing our following organically. Please somehow share the link. Uh, you can find this podcast on Anchor FM. You can find it on Google Podcasts, uh, Google Music, Uh, Apple iTunes, you can ask, you can ask Alexa to find us, just search Transformation Gold Podcast, the name of this episode is, it's never too late to course correct, okay, and again, I have a coaching and training academy, and everything that we do on the podcast, we can transpose into what would be personal professional development for you, for your agency, for your organization, If that is something that you have interest in or you have something that you want to have discussed on the podcast or in a coaching session or seminar, whatever, we're completely open to that. I'm completely open to that. So please, if you would, you can contact me directly on my website, which is transformationgold.org. Okay, the little contact button, it should be in the upper right hand corner um, on a desktop, and those little hashtags if you would, if you're on like a mobile device. And myself or somebody from my team will contact you within 24 hours. Okay, so let's make it a great day. God bless each and every one of you. I appreciate you for being on here, and we will talk to you next time. Bye bye.